LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 235. I mean, to episode 236. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, uh, geek stuff, the fandom, and everything in between. I'm Dijeron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm your special guest, Ichigo, back for another round. Alright, bartender, cut her off, please. <laughs> We haven't even started yet. Well, I think she's been pre-gaming, so... Pre-gaming with what? This is just how I naturally am in this distilled being. Oh, boy. We're going to have fun now, huh? (laughs) Okay, we are not live tonight, week of October 5th, 2015. Uh, Normally, we are live, but since I have to work a 12-hour shift tomorrow be Tuesday from 10 to 10 there's no way for me to be here to do this live so we're kind of doing this for you so you have something to listen to while we're kind of taking like a night off per se that and I think the staff is kind of appreciative of it yeah I'm gonna go hang out with my cousin you do that I'm gonna work really hard on my cosplay you do that and I've got you know days off to enjoy because of my uh, new work schedule coming up. And you definitely do that. And as and as always, so you don't forget, we are normally live Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on the VOG Network with re, with replays Thursdays at 2. Uh, no interactive chat room tonight because I think uh, Pod Culture is going tonight, so they have no idea we're here. So, you know, it's all good. Um, I believe there will be no check-ins for this episode, but there will be the um, check-in for the podcast. So, as always, listen for the passphrase, punch it in, earn points. Each episode will be posted on the Vogue Network forums as a synopsis, so swing by the forums. Let us know what you think of the episode, and we will review it. Alright, we're going to go ahead and kick things off. Um, wait, wrong Thank you, Winnie. All right. Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Well, my day revolved around me uh, getting ready to prepare for uh, going to full-time at my job. Yeah, congratulations to that. Yeah, I talked about it last week. But uh, <clears throat> earlier in the week, I was actually sent up to the uh, headquarters in Woodbridge for training. Oh? Well, no, not, tr- not necessarily training, but orientation. It was still paid. I like that. And, well, they had a whole bunch of paperwork for me to fill out. They gave me a whole bunch of paperwork, a stack that is about an inch and a half thick. One of them being a training manual, which I had suggested, hey, do you have this in PDF form? They're like, sorry, we we don't have that. I'm like, those poor trees. Those are probably stacks and stacks of training manuals that they had, so they probably have to get rid of them first before they go to PDF. I don't, I don't And anyway, they also gave me the information on my, you know, benefits are coming, you know, life insurance, you know, medical, dental, all that good stuff. I can even roll over my old 401k from my UPS job into it. You should do that, because that's what I did. Oh, I'm definitely doing that. I just, When I officially start training for it on Monday, I'll have to take that paperwork up with me and see if they'll do it for me. 
But other than that, it's just been slow, mostly. I mean, we're recording this on a Monday, and I don't get paid until the following Tuesday, so I haven't got, like, two pennies to rub together now, so I'm just barely holding on. Okay. And honestly, I don't remember if the direct deposit goes in at midnight or at a start of business this Tuesday. Um, it probably depends on your bank. Yeah, usually it will leave the paying bank at midnight, but it won't be received by your bank until the the um, business open. Because oh. that's what happens with us. See, I don't know, because when I usually check my account after like 2 a.m., I, I get the notice of, it's under maintenance. So usually when I get up around 6 or 7, I check my account, money yeah that's what's gonna be for me i'm gonna end up you know sleeping in tom tomorrow so it'll be there probably when i wake up like but yeah that's that. how things have been going for me this week all right cool mako chan how was your week and how was your day um my week was work and work and work and work and Saturday night, my cousin finally moved to Jersey. Yay! Yay! So, uh. Warner's do not! Yeah, so basically, um, her and I have been going over apartment details, and tomorrow I'm going to call the apartment complex and hope to, uh, get in Wednesday at some point to actually have her see an apartment get some measurements, ask some questions, and all of that good happy horse crap. Mm. How are you going to decide who gets the bigger room? Death battle? Uh, no, she's taking it. No Thunderstone style death match? Aww. No, she's taking it and paying more for it. Even better. That explains it. Yep. That makes the most amount of sense. Where was that at my old apartment? Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's got a... It's not a hugely bigger room. It's a slightly bigger room. But she does have a bigger closet. Mm. And technically her closet is walk through to the bathroom if need be, but we're going to block that off. So, wait, you have to cut through her room to get to the to the bathroom? No, 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 no. Um, her bedroom would technically be considered a master bedroom. Mm. So she her closet is a walk-in closet. So there's the main door for the bathroom, and then her door... Um, is basically through the closet, which turns into the linen closet for the bathroom, mm. and then goes right into the bathroom. So Narnia. Yes. Yes. Her, <laughs> her closet is Narnia. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to put a curtain up so that, you know, if she's in her room and getting changed and I'm in the bathroom and need a towel, I don't necessarily have to see her naked. Or vice versa. Mm. But if worse comes to worse, she could always you know, walk right through if need be. But yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it. We're doing a little bit of gathering for the apartment. Um, she's touring the area because she's now got to learn where everything is. Um, and that's basically it. She's doing really well. Today was her first day of work. She's doing really well and everybody likes her. So there's a very good possibility that this temporary position could become a permanent position and she will then already have a job. Hooray! Do you have a move-in date yet? 
we sign the paperwork November 20th. Uh, we will be moving on the 21st. So that would be the Saturday before Thanksgiving. I'll have off that weekend. I can help you move. Awesome. I'm going to see I'm, I'm going to see where I'm going to be, so Yeah, I mean free pizza and booze. That is my contribution to those that are helping. Sounds about right. All right. Um let's There you go. How was your week? How's your day? How you been? I've been good. Um, I've been keeping busy with cosplaying stuff and doing commissioner work and things like that. Um, like working for myself. Haha. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ichigo, Ichigo, you need to speak up. You sound muffled. I'm sorry. Sound you're I, underwater. I yeah. Because my computer like completely died. It just like turns off randomly, and I'm like, this is helpful. Um. But I've recently been doing just a lot of cosplay development and stuff like that because I've joined a lot of um, communities for photo photography and things of that nature. So I'm trying to get all my stuff up on my website up to date and everything like that. And then I'm doing commissions and working on my fashion line, hoping to get it out by next spring, summer So just a lot of that kind of work. Nothing too spectacularly important. Very well, then. I'm sorry, you just sound very muffled. I am sorry. It's okay. No, um, let me let me see if I can just change over my microphone, and it'll just be a sec, but you can continue on. Okay. I like this song. <laughs> oh, and big important thing. Uh... Ronma and I have been friends on Facebook for nine years. Lord Jesus. <laughs> and nine years of collecting royalties from your mom. Yeah, that's just on Facebook, though. Yeah. You've been beating the crap out of me for many moons before that. So you could say it's Facebook official. I'm sorry, the puns are there. I'm gonna I'm gonna poke him with a stick. Better you than me. All right, so you you kind of want to repeat what you said to us? <laughs> Itchy go. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank I was you. saying um. So it's a Facebook official, but are you talking about my day? Yep, your um, day, because now that sounds so much better. I'm sorry, yeah, I so- had some weird headphone plugged in, some fun stuff things. My computer has basically been a lot of fun recently. Um, so I have been doing that. okay. Um, 
I really am self-employed, so I don't really have too much to do work-wise except for trying to do commissions and stuff like that since I'm a designer and stuff. I'm actually working on producing my line so that I can release it next year. Um, so it's not anything super important. It's just kind of day-to-day cosplay stuff. Day-to-day cosplay stuff is fun, though. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, that's why I didn't go to bed until, like, 10 this morning. See, you and Mako can be best buddies when it comes to that, because she don't sleep. If I didn't have to be to work, I would stay up until, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty normal, yeah. I'll, I'll stay up until, like, 8 or 10 in the morning. Sometimes I'll go 24 hours without sleeping, so... I, I I do that quite often. Not yeah. by choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm I'm an insomniac, so it's kind of a yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Saturday brain- Saturday I went to bed, got up at five thirty, uh, no five o'clock, uh, which means I had only gotten two hours of sleep, and yeah, I was up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you were fine. No, once the alarms wake me up, I'm like, okay, guess the day is starting now. Yeah. So last night I got to sleep and I slept for eleven hours. Oof. We saw. I was tired. But yes, uh, let's continue on. All right. Well, my weekend day has been, as always, training at Microsoft, and now I'm officially done. Woo! Monday we had our official training graduation where they gave us our uniforms and we partied it up so I'm quite happy about that my brain is kind of happy about that because this was all mental training is trying to absorb and get all that information in that's what it was now you kind of understand why some like some code monkeys are like fried half the time uh-huh. and sustain themselves on coffee and Mountain Dew and Cheap snacks. Mmm, fried monkey. <laughs> really, Ichigo? I'm sorry, I'm hungry. That just sounds nasty. Do, do we have someone that can feed this person or no? It's okay. I've got Asian style chicken noodle soup waiting for me. Hey, uh, Mako chan, can you give her some nachos? Um. If you won't bitch at me for trying to shove them in the computer, sure. Mm, I will make an exemption just this once. <laughs> just put them inside the CD-ROM. I'll get them in mine. Okay. <laughs> oh, you mean the cup I'll holder, right? Over like, like Lyoko style. Let me get right on that. <laughs> oh, wow, you people. So, that's pretty much has been my weekend day. And now this week, we're getting ready for private events, you know, for people to check out the store, and then if you haven't heard, our grand opening is October 26th, so I've been telling people about it, and I've been telling a lot of my friends that they have computers that they need to take a look at to bring it in, because we do, like, free diagnostics, free virus removal, and other lot of stuff. Pretty much what Geek Squad and EasyJet, what they charge, a lot of those services we do for free. So, that's pretty cool. Let me just get right on that mega bus. Who says you get? Well, that'd be cool, but if there's a closer Microsoft store to you, you can go right there as well. 
but it wouldn't have you. Aww. How sweet. Yeah, I was, I'm sitting here thinking, hmm, travel into New York City with my computer or wait until he comes to hang out. <laughs> Son of a bitch, let's ride. And I will look at you like, the hell did you do this time? Hey, I haven't done anything to this computer. This computer is running nice. Unlike the laptop. Yeah, well, the laptop's just old. Oh, you're the the laptop you gave me. Yes. Yeah, I've got to just sit down one day and figure out how to re-put on Linux. Because I don't get it. I'm stupid. At least she admits to the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I'm compu- I am I seriously... Um, I completely suck at computers. But Linux itself is, you know, all coding. You have to put everything in by code. When you download something, you can't just download it and have it come up like it does on Windows. You have to actually put in code to get it to open up and then download where you want it to go. And I am so not technical. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, all the old Linux users are listening to you like, oh no, what a nightmare. Hey, you know what? I I can sit here and I can do software and stuff like that on Windows. I am not made for technical numbers and crap like that. Give me craft supplies, give me shit like that, and I will sit there and make you hats. (laughs) Where people look at that and go, how'd you make that? I glued shit together! (laughs) That's how technical I get. I'm just sad because my computer, I think, is starting to die. We should talk later about that. Mine's been on light oh. support for a long time. Your laptop, That's that is. Okay. Yeah. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll get we'll get into that like later, later, later. Like right. that's that's time for outside of the podcast. Outside. All right. Let's go ahead and kick shit off and I'm kind of liking the first two like the second link here because I would probably this might be enough for me to actually for me to get off my lazy ass and do something yeah I was looking at that and going I don't want to get that kind of stuff just to sit on my ass but I kind of want it Mm. um all right I guess I'll take the first one go for it hon Alright, so I don't want to spoil people that haven't been reading the manga. Um, I will just say this, that there has been leaked footage for the Attack on Titan Season 2 that will be released next year. Uh, The leaked footage... See, I don't really want to talk about it, because if you haven't watched the manga and you're... If you haven't read the manga and you're only... Yeah, um, right, here's, I guess... It, here's the thing. Okay, we're going into spoiler territory. If you don't want to know about Attack on Titan Season 2, skip ahead about a good 10 minutes. Go. I don't think we need to skip ahead that much. Okay, skip ahead about 5 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm going to say, yeah, 5 minutes. Skip ahead if you don't want to know the spoilers for Season 2. Because this is a pretty damn big spoiler that they put out. Um, and go. Okay, so if you're listening, that means that you don't mind being spoiled. Anyway, the really, 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 really big 
scene that they actually put into, I guess it's theater, it's a preview theater, my guess is. Mm -hmm. And the preview is basically talking about what the walls are made of. And for those of you that have actually read the manga, um, this is coming straight from chapter 34. And it's almost dead on for the exact chapter of finding out exactly what the walls are made of and the whole conspiracy behind all of that. And so for those of you that are still listening, you know that the walls are made of Titan. <laughs> kind of like Soylent Green is made of people. <laughs> um, I was going to say, it's made of people? Yes. So, well, before we continue, let's get a verification of that. Let's see if this link actually works. They're making our food out of people. Next thing, they'll be breeding us like cattle for food. It puts Better the lotion em. on its skin. It's made from people. The Geek Snacks links works. Yeah, for those of you who are interested in looking at that. I mean, seriously. I wasn't the only one that was thinking of Soylent Green when you were reading this, right? Mm. <laughs> Alright, so for those of you that want to see this clip, go to www.geeksnack.com slash 2015 slash 10 slash 04 slash Attack on Titan Season 2 footage leaked online. And a dash between each word from starting with Attack on Titan. Yeah, so it's attack-on-titan-season-2-footage-leak-online. But yeah, I mean, it's seriously just completely taken right from the manga. And it's fucking awesome. <sighs> but yeah, this makes me so excited for season two. Like, there isn't even an exact release date yet, but they've already got this scene completely fleshed out. When Mako-chan gets hype, she gets hype. Damn right. Well, I mean, I wasn't really hyped about season one. And then, you know, I started reading the manga, and that got me more excited. But as soon as this, like, as soon as the whole thing about, you know, the Titans' origins started popping up, that's when I got really, really excited. It's like finding out exactly why the walls were made and what they're made of and the whole conspiracy behind that and, you know, who certain characters are. That's what got me really, really excited about this series. I hope so, because you know what? I started reading, I stopped at like chapter 50, and I'm like, something's gotta keep me like entertained, you know? Basically, all the mythology is what I was really interested in, too. I mean, it's, the character development is really fun and stuff, and the characters are really cool and everything like that, but as soon as it started to get into the backstory about Titans and what they mm -hmm. are and everything like that, that's what really was exciting to me. Mm. Yeah, the, the characters are just, you know, sometimes they're just flat, and there are only so many times that you can see somebody zip around and cut somebody's, you know, cut the back of their neck. But to know why they're cutting the back of the neck and to find out all of that crap that is basically just a little bit further into, you know, where they ended season two. 
or a, a season one. Sounds it's so like when you're watching a horror movie and you know all the stuff about it that the actors don't know, and you're like, "Don't go around that door. That's where the killer is." Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just—I'm one of those people. I just—I have problems watching horror story, horror shows with friends. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited for it too. It looks really good. You wonder where they're gonna go with all this? Just read the manga, more or less. Yeah, I haven't read the manga in a while, but I haven't kept up with any of my manga reading in a while. Not that I was bored or anything, but this makes me want to actually start reading again and find out what the hell I've missed. Because I'm probably a good uh, five or six chapters behind, probably more. Because I haven't read any of my manga in probably five or six months. Whoops. <laughs> That's okay. At least it's not like Fairy Tale or One Piece where you're like a hundred chapters behind. Uh, yeah, technically I am about a hundred chapters behind in One Piece, but I just don't <laughs> care. Because no, that's one okay. Piece. The storyline is basically going to follow that same pattern of like, they find a baddie, they beat a baddie, they perhaps learn a new skill. Yay. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they make the baddie their friend. Now the baddie travels with them. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's that's the Attack on Titan Season 2 news. And that took about six minutes. That wasn't so bad. Yeah, we didn't spoil anything in the last last little bit. Pretty much. Now, this Titan... There really is a Titan Sanity workout. <laughs> Christ. It's called Running from Titans. Uh... Or if you're, or in my case, running from bullies if you were growing up. Uh. Marco, did you want to kind of follow up with this as well, or you want? Uh, sure. Okay. So I spotted this and thought, you know, our Attack on Titan geeky friends would enjoy it, but it seems that, you know, the big workout company Adidas is uh. Trying to help Survey Corps members get into shape. So they are releasing official Attack on Titan exercise shirts. Um, They'll be releasing on Wednesday. They're limited edition. They are blue and gray or yellow and gray with the Survey Corps emblem on the chest. Um, And I guess the blue one will have Levi on it. And the yellow one will have Aaron on it. Uh, the Tech Fit shirts are fast drying and made of breathable material so they don't get sweaty during exercise. Each shirt costs 6,000 yen and is available for pre order on Adidas's online website and at the Adidas Performing Center in Shibuya. So I'm guessing for all of those CrossFit heroes. Uh, uh-huh. They're in a CrossFit court. Uh, yeah, there we go. CrossFit court. Yeah, so, I mean, each shirt is 50 bucks. And which, so, not for nothing, is Adidas. What was that? Um, hmm? No, what was that, Ari? What were you saying? I bet they only go up to 2XL. Uh, Maybe. Probably, I don't know. I wouldn't even push it to 2XL. It'd probably be an Asian version of a 2XL. Which in American sizes is more like a medium to large, yeah. 
Haha, <laughs> we're fat. Well, if you look at the, you know, Adidas line in the U.S., Adidas doesn't go up that high. Yeah, they've got small, medium, large, O, which is XL, and XO, which is XXL, according to the uh, Adidas website. And obviously well, the my ability to breathe. Yeah, and obviously the the XO, which would be the XXL, is going to be more expensive. Isn't it? Is that always the case? Yep. Actually, the More thing that I'm looking at here, it's going to cost you. The thing I'm looking at here, if this is correct, it's only going to be forty-two twelve. Oh, that's the regular. The regular edition is forty-two twelve. Mm. So instead of fifty dollars, they're thirty dollars shirts. If you don't have, you know, actual emblems and shit on them. So there you go. You can get a $30 shirt, make an emblem, or have somebody, you know, that you happen to know that does embroidery, mm -hmm. and sew the shit on your own shirt. Mm -hmm. And there you go. Mm. <laughs> Pretty much. But you know what? People are going to say, fuck that, and buy it anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sadly, I've actually researched this for cosplay, and it probably cost about the same either way. How much would one of those patches go for? Like 10, 15 bucks, maybe? Yeah. No, the, um, well, if you get the set. Now, if you get the set, it's usually about 25 for the large um, Wings of Freedom and the smaller. Um, at least if you're trying to do embroidery for a, a jacket or something of that nature. But anyway. Yeah, this looks like it's just, it's a character that's going to be small and then a very small shield with the symbol on it. So, I mean, if you're going for one of those small shields, you're looking at probably, probably five to ten dollars, depending on who you're going to. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Indeed. Yeah, some people will see that smaller price tag and, get, and have that same mindset and be like, Hey, I'm going to save money from this, and they're not actually saving money. Mm. Now, before we move on, let me ask y'all something. Who besides me is kind of excited to see Attack on, Hot Attack on Titan the Junior High years? I don't know. Uh... I don't know, because it looks like... You know, I, I don't mind a comedy anime. But when they take something like that and just force it to be comedic, that's where I draw the line. It's like um, Rock Lee and Friends. I, I watched a couple of episodes and I couldn't get into it because it was, it, it was, to me, forced humor because that's not what the characters usually are. Um, it, it would be like comparing Teen Titans Go and Teen Titans. Yeah. Yeah, people... People find the former to be completely inferior to the latter. And, I mean, there are some people that really, really enjoy the series, but I watched it, and the comedy is just not for me. And I have a feeling that's what this is going to be. It's just going to be that, you know, oh, let's take some serious characters and make it a comedy, and it's just going to be 
slapstick humor and potty jokes and you know while I don't mind that I don't want a whole show based on that. Mm. It's an it's an HSAU fanfic come to life. Mhm. So I mean I'll probably watch a couple of episodes but depending on the humor I probably won't watch the entire series. I probably will check it out. All right. Ari, this sounds like the next couple of articles is like right up your alley. So you want to take the first one? Sure, why not? Go for it. A commercial has been released for the new Pokemon variety show, Pokemon Uichi Atsumaru, which means gather at the Pokemon house. And yes, it does have a question mark at the end of it. Mm. It shows the cast of the show, singer and act and voice actress Shoko Nakagawa, a.k.a. Shotokan, singer Hyadane, oh, I love his work, I like Shogatown's work, too. And comedians Abareru-kun and Anthony expressing their fervent love of Pokemon by, among other things, imitating a Torchic in Abareku's case and playing with a giant ball, bouncy ball, apparently an electrode about to use an explosion. Since the show was initially announced, it added a cast master, Rika Otani, a 15-year-old model. The show's premise is meant to embrace all ages and genders. The only qualification to hang out in the Pokemon house is an interest in Pokemon. Am I the only one that starts, starts thinking of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? <laughs> <laughs> so that actually premiered yesterday in Tokyo. Mm. Meaning probably if in the next do... two or three days, there will be something up to actually watch it. If, they, if somebody decides to do that, you know, I hope they do. It'd be pretty cool. It's Pokemon. I, I can't see them not doing at least the first episode. Because if it's not popular after that, then they won't release more. But I can see somebody picking it up. Of course, it reminds now, now me of all since the you fields. said, well, Since you said, you know, Super Mario Bros. Super Show, you're immediately thinking, okay, they're going to get a... A uh, indie pro wrestler to play the uh, pro wrestlers to play the uh, human human versions of the characters. Mm. Sounds about right. I like how everything for Pokemon. Pokemon. John Sandy to play Ash. Say what? It's kind of. Oh. Ari, what was that? What? What I just said? Yeah. One of the guys from CZW to play Ash, like Whoa. Zandig. Yeah, well, Jesus! I choose you. <laughs> all right, now, uh, I'm sorry for that. It's all good. Now, Ichigo, what were you saying? Okay, so what I was saying is, I'm really excited about all the feels coming back for the Pokemon, especially with Pokemon Go in the works and coming out, you know, later. Um, I'm really excited for it because I'm a huge nerd, and I used to be in the Pokemon League. So, I've been excited for all this stuff coming back. Ichigo used heavy breathing. It was super what? effective. You you, super. you you want me you want me to kill Ari? <laughs> just a little Cause, bit. Because I just Beat had this thought. Yeah, I, I just had this thought, right. and I know it's gonna kill him. <laughs> what? Um, but you I know, choose you're, 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 John. <laughs> you, you know how you were talking about how they're, you know, it, it to make it more like the Mario show and to get the wrestlers on? Oh, no. Uh -oh. Um, I, I'm now imagining uh, 
Ladybeard as Misty. <laughs> and, you're and you're welcome. I hate you. I hate Ladybeard, so that was super effective. <laughs> Yay. I, I, I hate you. I hate you both. Son of a bitch. Shit you're was welcome. Foul. That shit was foul, and you know it. Because that's the only thing that I said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrestlers and so-and-so can be Ash. Ladybeard. There you go. Mm. Although, I, I guess with that, he would probably be more of an Officer Jenny type. Stop! Please stop. Them pencil skirts. But could you imagine Brock going after Ladybeard as Officer Jenny? Oh, you beautiful, wonderful... Yeah! <laughs> Uh, Brock doesn't see anything. How would he know? Well, he does. It's just, you know, a little bit. Mm. Maybe. He'd have to, you know, once he actually looked up and down and up and down a couple of times, he'd figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, after making everybody ill... <laughs> Idio, please take the next story. Okay! Moving on from our lovely lady beard, we're going to revisit something that you guys might be pretty familiar with. Um, and if, for those of you who aren't, at PAX this year, there was an event that was a pre-party um, and it was Pokemon themed. It was considered unofficial by the creator of it, but unfortunately the Pokemon company, um, of course, demanded that they be paid because... They, um, advertisements for the party included in, uh, Snivy and Pikachu. So here's the article for you. Pokemon copyright lawyers demand $4,000 from party planner. Um, and as soon as Ramar Larkin Jones got wind that lawyers from the Pokemon company objected to the Pokemon themed party that he had planned in August, he shut it down. But that's far from the end of it. Pokemon lawyers aren't letting go. They refused to dismiss the case against Jones unless he coughed up $4,000 by mid-November. Jones, who described his plight to GeekWire, says he just hasn't gotten the money. I work in a cafe and I literally don't have $4,000. He wrote on a fundraising page set up to satisfy Pokemon's demand for the cash. I wish they would have just sent a cease and desist because I had no problem dropping the party, but I just don't have $4,000 to pay in the next 45 days. Jones even offered to pay the full $4,000 over the course of a year, but Pokemon's lawyers from the firm of Davis Wright Tremaine, no relation, um, wouldn't budge on the deadline. The Pokemon party would have been a money-losing endeavor, Jones told GeekWire, as it had been every year since 2011 since he first threw it. He collected $500 for selling tickets at $2 apiece, but the revenue was outweighed by the $450 he spent on the DJ, gift cards, and additional revenue he spent on decorations, a Kindle Fire, and cash prizes. Jones refunded the tickets after he canceled the party. In its complaint, the Pokemon company stated that posters used by Jones to advertise the party as well as Facebook postings violated their copyrights by including two characters, Pikachu and Snivy. Jones timed the party to coincide with PAX Gaming Conference that takes place each year in Seattle, where he lives. 
According to the poster, the fifth annual unofficial Pokemon PAX kickoff party would have included Pokemon-themed shots and drinks, a Smash Bros. tournament with cash prize, as well as dancing, giveaways, cosplay contest, and an amazing Pokemon mashup. On his fundraiser page, Jones says he threw the party because he mostly wanted to geek out and add to the fun parties you can find all over the city. Now he's reaching out to the gaming community to satisfy the lawyer's demands. Trust me, I will never throw another fandom party again, he writes. Thank you guys so much in advance. The Pokemon company didn't respond to inquiries from Ars Technica, which was the um, website that had this article on it. I know I've read over his, I think it was a Kickstarter campaign, or it was another... uh, He had a GoFundMe going, and people, people threw money at him to get it going, so... Yeah, he's he's made his money. Yeah, he broke the at least last time I looked, he had broken three thousand six hundred. So he was well on his way to being covered for that. But that really sucks. It really hurts our fandom and stuff when it comes to that. But I understand when it comes to having to fight for your copyright. I've worked with companies that have had to fight um, other countries for taking their name and using it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically. If you don't fight for it, you lose it. So, and that's something I had to discuss with somebody on my personal Facebook about. You know, I've also noticed, like even in the gaming arena, it's like there was a game. There's a game called Streets of Rage. Some, I think, someone took it and opened it up and called it Beats of Rage, where you can create your own Streets of Rage style game. Sega had to crack down and put a C and D on it. And people got pissed off and said that it was wrong of Sega to do this and do that. Sega came out and said that they had to defend the copyright. They like the fan games, but if it infringes on the copyright, they have to defend it or they will lose it. And between you and me, I'd rather Sega defend it as opposed to lose it to some third-party company who's going to make a shitty game that no one's going to like. Mm-hmm. And also... This guy probably had alcohol there, too. And me personally... Well, it was at a bar. Yeah. Well, there you go. And he was yeah. charging admission. Whether you make money or not, when you bring money into the scene, that's mm-hmm. not good. And if you really are a fan of the series that you say you are, you would have gone through the proper channels first. Or just kind of kept it more chill. Like, PAX East has what's called a poke bar crawl. They don't use pictures of it as a poke bar crawl. It's like you kind of know what's going on. He doesn't yeah. seem like he's very legally savvy, though. So yeah. it could have been something like he had been hosting this for the past few years and he wasn't even thinking about the legal um, ramifications of it. But I do understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, I used to do a Instead of doing like a one piece themed party on the Thursdays of Otakon, I do a pirate themed party. So we were able to have people come in costume and stuff, but it wasn't just specific to a particular brand, which I think was was his first mistake. Yeah. Um, if he had just called it like a pocket monster party, I think it would have been a lot easier for him to have gotten away with that. Yeah. Yeah. The the one thing is I've seen a couple of different articles, and there are two different amounts that have been said that Nintendo has asked of him. Not Nintendo, the Pokemon company. Well, yeah, the Pokemon. Um, this one says 4000 The other ones are, I think, uh, 5620 or 54 yeah. or something like that. And he tried to talk... He was talking about, um, you know, if it was okay to level it at 4000 for some reason. 
So I don't know where the 4,000 is coming from if their actual demands are, you know, 5,400. Well, Um, there was another article about him that stated that he had talked with his management at his job about getting money up front. So maybe they offset some of the costs, but I highly doubt that happened. Same here. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of feel bad for the guy, but on the same token, you know, a little bit of common sense for that leap of faith, you know? Yeah, but, yes, um, I'm, you know, I'm trying to find some of the older stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the one from 2014, the one from 2013, and I'm not finding that stuff popping up either. Mm-hmm. And now people um, are, so I'm wondering if this is the first time he's actually used Pokemon, like actual characters on his stuff. Maybe. And that's why they're going after him. Because he's had it before and at the same bar and all of that and there's been no issue. Mm-hmm. Also, I just kind of kind of leery. You're kind of in the po- Pokemon's backyard. And also, like I said, Pokemon Company and Nintendo, they're two separate companies. So you can't blame Nintendo. Nintendo said nothing to TPCI about this. And as for all of this, you can't blame TPCI about the price. Yes, the lawsuit, but when it comes to like finagling and negotiating a price, that's the law firm. You got to be you got to get on them about that, you know? Well, that's basically what it said that he's paying is the legal fees that they've had to chase him around and go stop having this thing. And that's what he has to pay off. Mm. At least that's what it's stated in some of the articles. However, some of those articles could be misinformed. But you never know. Uh, I'm looking at this and basically it says that any profits that were made from the event since 2011, the attorney fees... And a permanent injunction um, is what the what it's looking like. Mm. But again, uh, he removed all mention of this. You can't even go into Facebook and find the thing popped up anymore. And I can't find anything from the past ones. So, I mean, if this is the first time he's actually used Pokemon in his... In his, you know, cover thing and his an invite and stuff like that, I can understand why they finally said, hey, you know, saying that it's a Pokemon pre, you know, pre thing, that's one thing, but actually using Pokemon, that's another. Uh, well, you know, at least he lives and learns, you know. Yeah, I mean, it still sucks with all of these people making money off of, you know, embroidery and things like that. And their first time doing something is just a cease and desist. Mm -hmm. The fact that they went after him, even though all of these people are making money, you know, the embroiders and the people that are making hats and things like that, they get a cease and desist first. Whereas this guy didn't. What can you do? Unfortunately, there's nothing much that we can do. Only thing we can do is like learn from this person's mistakes so we don't do it again. But we all know somebody is going to do something stupid. Oh, somebody will definitely do something. 
I think a lot of it, too, is that they're making him an example for those who might come after so that no one does it again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the next person does it and says little monsters. Let's have a pre-little monsters party. Or contact the company and see if you can get permission. How hard is it to ask permission? I don't think Pokemon would give permission to have a Pokemon-themed bar event. That's just me. Yeah, they probably you're probably right about that, but at least you could say I tried before you went ahead and did anything. Well, even if you did have a party, they'd probably want you to pay a certain um, either subscription fee or licensing fee, which is probably upwards of twenty thousand dollars anyway. Um, because PAX itself actually has some official events, such as their Pokemon League and things of that nature, that are actually like sponsored and stuff. So. Um, yeah, yeah, hell, he could have gone to PAX and asked PAX if they could make it an official thing mm-hmm. and bounced off of their licensing agreement. Because you can do stuff like that, too. True that. You live and you learn and sometimes you pay with skin. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it is, and that's that. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, as you can hear, we no longer have Ari. He got called into work. Alright, so it'll just be the three of us, and let's just pray to the almighty Kami above that I survive to the end. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I was actually... Sure. Yeah, I was actually looking for a follow-up article, you know, on the next thing, just you know, just a little bit more information, but I'm not finding anything, am I? I'm checking. Um, well, their source. Let me see if. Oh no, their source is in Japanese, so that's yeah, not going to help. I'm going to I'm going to our normal site to see if I can find something because. Yeah, the- I found a couple of different things, but it was all before the actual official announcement was made. Mm-hmm. So it's all, oh, I wonder if that's why their website is down, and oh, blah, 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 blah. Got it. See, I found I found a separate link. Okay, so, what, it's kind of, it's always sad when, when one of your favorite companies files for bankruptcy, whether it's like a retail store, or an online shop, or a production company, or something like that. Well... We're here to let you know that uh, Manglobe has filed for bankruptcy. It seems that Manglobe has been insolvent for some time to settle its debts, but they're at a state where they're unable to continue its current business. The re- it seems, according to a report that went out, that the work on the current projects have been proceeding up until the company had filed for bankruptcy. And... Things like that has happened. Like, for example, if I'm not mistaken, the studio behind Bastard went went bankrupt, which is why it ended the way it did. Now, Shinjiro Kobayashi and Takashi Kochiyama founded Manglobe in 2002. Now, if you're thinking in the back of your mind, I have never heard of this company. Yes, you have. Mm-hmm. If you don't know by the name, you know by the stuff that they have worked on, they have done, such as Samurai Champloo. The World God Only Knows, Hayate the Combat Butler, Samurai Flamenco, and the, and the, the most recent hit, Gangsta. 
and they're putting out an original uh, a film in November called Genocidal Organ. Don't forget about Ergo Proxy. Oh, they did that too? Yes, they did. All right, because I think there was, there was like a list, because I had saw like a list somewhere, and I was looking at it, and I was like, wow, they've done all of this stuff. Yeah, I'm pu- I'm pulling it up there, um, their wiki page, yeah, they did, uh, Sengoku Basura, well, the game aspect, yep, there's Ergo Proxy, Michiko Tuhachin, which is actually now being aired on, uh, Toonami, which is interesting, The Sacred Blacksmith, and I think that came over, and I think there was also a game, I'm not too sure. Um, and here's another one you may have, you, you know of, Dead Man Wonderland. So. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And I heard nothing but good things about that. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's on. always sad to see, you know, it's always sad when a company goes under that has such popular titles. You, you know what I think it probably is? Like the studio that did, you know, that was what was that DreamWorks picture um, that came out during the holidays a couple of years ago? Last of the Guardians, something like that. Mm. Yeah, it this, that was a successful film, but the studio that did the animation filed for bankruptcy because they underbidded themselves to get the contract. It would not surprise me when they work on these projects, they kind of underbidded themselves to different companies for distribution. That's probably what it was. And that does happen. Unfortunately, there is nothing we can do except that, you know, maybe hope that once the bankruptcy is over, somebody can relieve them of their titles. Probably. Some, hopefully somebody will come along and yeah and pick them up. So, all right. So the last of the anime news for tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened yesterday. Uh, the Evangelion twentieth anniversary product project continues by going back to where it started. Exactly twenty years ago, on October fourth, nineteen ninety five, at six thirty p.m. Uh, Hidaki Anno and Gainax's Neon Genesis Evangelion television anime premiered in Japan. Its effect on the giant robot and anime as a whole is far-reaching. On Sunday, at the exact same time as its original premiere, the first episode will air on nine giant Street Vision screens in five cities. The Street Vision is an outdoor screen usually seen in shopping centers that plays advertisements. The first episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion will be viewable at the following locations. Uh, Shibuya, uh, Ikebukuro, in two different places. Uh, Akiharaba, Pepepe. Does not want to come out of my mouth. But anyway, um, as they said, in five different cities at, you know, different places, and considering it's over already, you can't even go and see it. Um, but the episode was also streamed via Nika Nika. Mm. Uh, nearby retailers also had merchandise and tie-in goods. And also coinciding with the series' 20th anniversary is the planned collaboration between 
EVA Unit 1 and Japan Railway. Uh, the official website updated with new information on the 500 type EVA and how uh, interested passengers can get themselves a ticket. The train will have cars with separate purposes. The first car will be a diorama with a cockpit boarding experience, followed by a second car um, featuring an EVA-themed interior. Access to these rooms has to be booked in advance. Applications are opening on October 7th, and winners will be decided via lottery. The train will start running in November. Uh, November 7th. So, uh, yeah, and it's going to run from Hakata to Shin Osaka and back into March 2017. So, yeah. You know, Fun times for 20th anniversaries. Mm, I have a feeling the crew from Critical Myth are plotting that. I know a certain somebody that really, really, really wants to go. I know, right? Sounds awesome. I, you know, I would love to do something like that. I, I just wish the entire train was themed instead of just, oh yeah, you know, the first two tra the first two compartments are going to be themed and then the rest of it is just a regular train. Mm. It's like, no, make the entire theme, you know, the thing themed. Just do it. Have fun with it. Maybe they're fighting with supply versus demand and then also, like, efficiency, you know. <laughs> They've yeah. got to have a train running and it's got to be an actual train. Well, I mean, they can do an actual train. Just theme out, you know, theme out the chairs, theme out the interior. I'm looking at these pictures, and the pictures just look normal. <laughs> oh my god, Ava unit dining car. See, it kind How of... cool would that be? Like mm -hmm. the Gundam restaurant? Mm. Wouldn't that yeah. be so cool? That would <sighs> be awesome. See, that kind of reminds me of, like, there's a shuttle train that goes between the east and west side of Manhattan on 42nd Street. And from time to time, if there's like a special, like upcoming event or a TV show, or whatever, they deck out the outside and the inside of it, which is pretty cool. It's just an overlay of like, uh, you know, of like poster, pay, you know, whatever. Like, but it's pretty cool though. And also, I don't know about y'all, but do you remember when uh they tried to air the first two episodes of Ava on Cartoon Network? What do you so mean? much the edit. Yeah. Oh yeah, all of the editing. Yeah, but you gotta think when they first aired that they were editing everything. Yeah. So I'm I'm not surprised over that one. And I think going back, you think they could get away with showing it uncut at midnight? I think they did. The original Ava, I don't, did they? I don't think they did. I, th I I think it aired uncut on Adult Swim, not, like, their latest time that they aired it. Mm. I feel like there were probably still edits, though. Well, there are probably small edits and probably dialogue changes, but that's, that's just something that happens. Well, hey, it is, you know... Maybe I should actually see about watching um, Evangelion. I mean, I have the first volume sitting here, but it's autographed by Tiffany Grant, and I loved what she wrote on there. 
<laughs> I think she called Shinji a pussy or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was with you when you got that mm, art when you got that one. Yup. Yeah, she was sitting there making fun of Shinji. That was great. Yes, it was. Classy broad. Mm-hmm. As in goes, everyone loves Asuka. Yep. Oh man, crazy German. Yes. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back we're gonna get into I actually have a house topic we're gonna briefly discuss. We kinda of discussed it earlier. Maybe we'll go a little more in detail with it. Strange news from Japan and so on. So we will be back. <laughs> Yes, you 
Alright, so here it is. Normally we have an open forum topic, but I didn't, I'd rather not take a risk of posting an open forum topic, seeing what people have said, recording like what people would say, editing it into the podcast, and try to get it uploaded to, to, for, to be streamed on Vogue later, to, later that evening. So I'm like, no, nah, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, definitely. But um, the house topic I put, actually, let me put some music in. There we go. The house topic, excuse me. The house topic is where we ask the staffers a question about something in the fandom. We just try to bounce off of each other's heads and see if it's okay or not. So here is the house topic. It falls under fair use. Did the Pokemon company go overboard with their lawsuit or were they right in their cause? As I have said earlier, I honestly feel the Pokemon Company were, with, were well within their right to do what they did. That And stuff like this happens all the time. And they're in anime, gaming, when you're making products and stuff like that. you got to understand that you have these companies have to protect their IPs. And if they don't, they will lose it and have to go to somebody and end up going to somebody else. And what also you got to understand is that in some cases, the American arm of it is forced to because that's per the contract of the Japanese right company, the rights, and so forth. So that's what it, to me, what it boils down to. All right, um, Mako, what do you think? Um, as somebody that has tried to get permissions from Nintendo, uh, seeing as how I was, uh the video head for a convention and really, really, really wanted to show some Pokemon. Um, the Pokemon branch is very, very, very difficult to get a hold of if you are not a huge company or no people. Um, so I had asked permission from 
the company that distributes some of uh, the Pokemon movies, which is Viz, and they basically told me that even though they distribute it, they can't give permission, and I had to talk to Pokemon directly. Mm-hmm. Um, I emailed the uh, the e- email address that I was given from Viz twice. I went on to the Pokemon website and tried to find an email that way. And I, you know, tried their support line and all of this. I never got a reply back from them. So even just trying to get a hold of them as a singular person is very, very, very difficult. Um... So, at this point, at least with Pokemon, I've got to go, you know what, they're making it so difficult to even get a hold of them. Do you want to risk the fact that, you know, if they're that, I don't want to say antisocial, but that anti, you know, anti-commercialism or, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even know how to word that one. But they're so not into being accessible by the general public that it would turn me off of even wanting to make anything from, you know, using any of their stuff because I would be worried that they are super, super corporate and would, you know, fall on my ass. So, I mean, having at least a little bit of that kind of experience, I get it. So, I mean, it's just, you know, I wouldn't even attempt it. But at the same time, you know, most of these companies, I've got friends that do stuff on Etsy. And never has somebody come up to their shop and just sued them. It's always been, you know, we need you to stop this. And if you don't, we're going to. I have never seen a company you know, come straight up there and go, you know what, no, we're, you're making money off of this, we're suing you. I mean, even Funimation, which is a big company, um, they've said, you know what, we don't want you selling knockoffs. We don't want you selling, you know, the, the Chinese knockoffs and things like that, but we don't mind you selling art as long as you don't use the character name to sell it, and as long as you don't use the title of the show to sell it. But if you're going and putting a picture up and saying, hey, this is 15 bucks, they don't mind. If you're going to a convention and you have a, you know, a hand-drawn picture and it's of a character, as long as it doesn't say that character's name, and they don't even care if it's on the picture itself, just that when you were there that that part of your picture is blocked out, they don't mind, and they don't care that you sell it. Oh, oh, ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 ho. That's a very different story. Uh-oh. You are singing singing a song of, of a different sort, my friend. Um, actually, no, it is completely against the law for you to do it. The only way that artists get around it is they finically rename their pictures. It actually still is against the copyright law because they are using the likeness of a character that is copyrighted by a company um in order to make a profit i'm I'm not going off of the law i'm going off of what funimation themselves have said 
Oh, yeah, as far as fan art and everything like that when it mm-hmm. comes to um, their allowances of, like, whatever yeah, it is. I'm not, I'm not going over things. the law, you know, because all of these companies can interpret the law however they want. Oh, they really can. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, I mean, law-wise, no. You can't, you can't sell fa- fan art. You can't sell, you know, the patches or anything like that. You just can't. But some of these companies are very strict with that law, and some of these companies are very lenient. My personal, you know, dealings with the Pokemon company, I wouldn't even attempt it because they can't even get back to me as a convention person. Um, Funimation, on the other hand, is very, very lenient. As long as it's not a knockoff of a product that they actually sell, and as long as you don't use their name or the character name, you know, in your, you know, to sell your stuff, they, Funimation doesn't care. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase BODY. So, I mean, it, it all depends on, you know, the company. And me personally, I would never be able to go, oh, hey, you know what? This looks exactly like the art that's on there. I'm going to sell it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm suddenly reminded of, remember the whole, around about, it was a little bit over a year ago, the whole bullshit drama with the Sailor Moon lingerie. Mm-hmm. The aspect of people were... Compl- the artist was complaining about people draw- cosplaying from it and she was like... I think it was up since she was saying it was her copyright or something like that and that was like, oh boy. Yeah. It... That is also a gray area. Mm-hmm. Because she's already using a copyrighted image to make a new copyrighted image. Um, and these people weren't selling the stuff. They were just wearing the stuff. So that is an extremely gray area. I would say you could get away. I'd say I was saying it's more like, you know, you could say the the art that you, the, the art on the characters you designed belongs to you, but not the characters themselves. And I think that could be something you could try to argue. But also, if you're not making money off of something like that, there is less of, I guess, less of a law kind of thing. I mean, yes, if you're wearing that stuff and you're getting prints made and you're selling those prints, that's a big no-no. Mm-hmm. But if you're just making a costume based off of her art, uh, I mean, it would be nice to listen to her. But, you know, that's it's that's not, you know, a legal issue. Okay, so I'm actually because fashion is like what I major in and I designer, you know, I kind of know this this area we're speaking of really well, actually. Um, And when it comes to. artists and their personal work that are based on um, licensed works of art or characters or stuff like that. What I usually do if I'm doing a fan art um, rendition of a character is I'll actually go and talk to the artist specifically before I even start to pursue making the piece. Um, Most of the time, though, fashion is actually, even design, is a very gray area. 
if she were to say that that was her work and that people were profiting off of her work and it was, well, then she's actually profiting off of somebody else's idea for that same outfit, but out of different aspects, which is one reason fashion can't be copyrighted. I understand that maybe the course of concept she thinks is being maybe um, copied, but at the same time, they're not making an exact super, you know, specific replica of the item. I know sometimes cosplayers will try to, but most of the time it's going to differentiate from mm -hmm. the creation. And unless she's creating a physical object that, that can be worn, worn, sorry, that was really dumb, um, worn as a garment or worn in a specific aspect, there's really no way she can cry foul. Morally, we are kind of obligated to the artist to give them credit and to give them their due when somebody is looking to make a profit on it. It's always good to get permission. But at the same time, there are always going to be those cosplayers out there who do it without thinking of those ramifications. And it's from any design standpoint. That's why uh, Lolita has a problem with a lot of replicas of dresses, of fabrics, um, of, of copyrighted items being put on non-copyrighted non goods. It, unfortunately, fashion completely is a gray area. Even if you designed it, it can be so similar to something else somebody else designed. So what are we going to do? What Are you, you going to be sued by Louis Vuitton because you designed a bra that was similar to theirs? No, because it's similar. It's not the same. And so I'm sorry if I seem very passionate, but fashion is kind of my life, so that's hey, what I do. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being passionate about that. You know, it's, you know I think that's perfectly fine. But it does suck morally because I do. I have been doing art for a long time, and I know it. It really sucks when somebody just kind of takes your work and your idea and your concept. But the problem is, unless you've copyrighted it through the right venues, there's really no way for you to go and cry out foul, even if their moral compass is in the wrong. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can get them blacklisted in in artists' eyes, but there's only so much you can do nowadays with the internet. And once it's in public domain, it becomes public access, blah, 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 and all that stupid gray area stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's just my yeah. Well, I mean, like, like this woman, she specifically was just doing fan art. She wasn't making, you know, clothing or anything like that. She wasn't doing it to make clothing. She was doing it as a fan art and requested that people not make her fan art into cosplay. Unfortunately, because it's a design and she put it in public domain, she can request it, but by law, there are no ramifications if people do it anyway. It really sucks because it means that she's probably losing a little bit of faith in humanity for basically not taking any of her words to heart and, and basically disobeying her wishes as an artist. But once she put it out on the internet... She really can't control what happens with it. If somebody relinked it, relinked it to a website that doesn't show her, um, you know, her comments on not wanting it to be reproduced, people are just going to go to Tumblr and link that page and go, "Oh yeah, this artist did this lingerie work, and you know, it's really cool, and we should all cosplay it." And they're not going to know that she, her wishes were not for that to happen. Because I've seen the group who did the lingerie photo shoot or whatever. Do you remember what convention it was? 
I don't remember. I think it might have been actually a professional photo shoot, mm. um, if nothing else, because there were balloons and the setting was weird and, okay. and stuff like that, and it, there were beds involved. So I, it's either like skeevy photo shoot or like skeevy hotel room photo see, shoot. I but did, anyway, see, I did, I just want to know because I know a shoot like that was done at a con around here. And I just kind of kept quiet on what I thought it was because I know people that were cosplaying from it, that were doing it. I just didn't want to, you know, get into the middle, you know, middle of it. You know, I was like, you know what, you do what you want to do. I, don't let my opinion stop you unless you actually ask me what I really thought. So. Until well, then, also, no. too, I mean, it, it also plays into the part of you're not a personal representation of the artist, so. I mean, unless it personally is affecting you, there's really not much, like, you should do about it or you could do about it. You might speak up and just make a comment, hey, isn't that from that artist that was looking for people not to do her stuff? But really, unless you're antagonized by the cosplayers or, in, you know, interacted with, with the cosplayers or something like that, um, there's really nothing that you can do to stop it or prevent it. I know that that sounds really weird, but it, it really sucks because it mean it shows that their moral compass isn't in the right place, but at the same time, they're artists. They are allowed to freely do what they they want, kind of thing. Unfortunately. Hmm. Well, hey. Anyway, dealing with crimes. Should we segue into the stories? What does that music tell you? <laughs> <laughs> it tells me that we should run around in crazy outfits chasing each other. Well, that too. Yay! That can be arranged. Oh, God. Oh, I like this. This sounds fun. Can we have chocolate <laughs> vodka too? I wanted some Mako chan. I even. I, I was like, I longing still have left. left. I still <sighs> have left. I'll mail myself to you. Okay. As long as they put holes in the box, we should be fine. All right. And well, I will have hot chocolate and chocolate vodka <laughs> to put into it. Ugh. I will bring some pumpkin spice latte mix and some chicken noodle soup. Nom, nom, nom. I will eat the chicken noodle soup. You can have as much pumpkin spice latte mix as you want, though. White girl <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> That's okay. See, Ichigo, why don't you come and help Mako-chan move? That way you can get some of the chocolatey uh, vodka. If I wasn't so stuck with all the stuff that I have coming up for the next few weekends, I would definitely have to make a trip up. Ugh. Well, at least that's something, so you know. Yeah. Alright, who wants the first one? Um, let me take a look at this, double check. Um, I want the second one. You, want the second, you can take the second one. You know what? I, I, I'll take the first one. Okie dokie. Ex-Schindler employee arrested for deliberately stopping elevator. Police arrested a former maintenance worker for Schindler Elevator KK on Saturday on suspicion of delivery stopping one of the company's elevators near Tokyo and obstructing the company's business. The infrastructure ministry and the elevator company said that Lee Ong Day, a 36-year-old South Korean national living in Tokyo, halted the six elevators at buildings, mainly apartments, in Tokyo and elsewhere on eight separate occasions from June to August by setting up the emergency stop mechanism. A total of seven people were locked in the elevators, but nobody was injured. In response to the arrest, Schindler issued a comment that we feel considerable regret and apologize from the bottom of our hearts. Schindler fired Lee in August and filed a criminal complaint against him with the police. 
And IRC is telling me that I've been kicked out and re relocked back in. Lee has told Schindler's in house fact finding team that he had a disagreement with the company and wanted to cause it problems, according to officials at the company. The company said that he was apparently disgruntled after a demotion from a branch manager to a rank and file employee. Schindler examined the 90 elevators being maintained by Lee and found no abnormalities. In a separate case, the Tokyo District Court last week acquitted a former Schindler executive over an elevator accident in 2006 that killed a 16-year-old high school boy in Tokyo while handing down suspended prison terms to three maintenance company officials. I did not think we still lived in an age where you could be demoted. Well, Yeah, but that first yeah. comment... What are you in for? Extortion, assault, and robbery. You? I pushed the elevator stop button! <laughs> That's wow. just so dumb. Like, why? I'm angry, so I'm going to stop all elevators. Who just... Why be that guy? Well, at least he's got a job and he's angry. Mm. Or he had a job. As somebody <laughs> said, not a, not a very nice situation for the claustrophobic. Yeah, I can see Mako-chan breaking out of the elevator and just choking the life out of the guy. No, I don't... Ha I'm... I don't have problems with closed spaces. I have problems with a lot of people. As long as no one as long as no one farts in the elevator, I think we're fine. Yeah, if I'm alone in that elevator, I'm fine. If there are like six or seven people in that elevator, that's when I'm gonna freak out. Fair enough. Alright, Ichigo. Moving on. For those of you who are fans of Gotham, like I am, and you like the penguin, he's a pretty chill dude. There's Boo. an article about a man... What? <laughs> he's a pretty <laughs> chill dude. <laughs> he's a pretty chill dude. Oh, because he's a penguin. Um, man stabs 16-year-old boy in the neck with an umbrella. Hmm, sound familiar? Chiba... Police in Chiba City are looking for a man who stabbed a 16-year-old boy in the neck with an umbrella. According to police, the incident occurred around 3.40 p.m. in Mahama Ward, Fuji TV reported. Police quoted the boy as saying that the man got upset with him after his shoulder bumped the man. The man then poked the boy's neck with his umbrella, piercing it. The boy was taken to a hospital, bleeding from the neck, but was in stable condition on Friday, police said. The suspect is described as being in his mid-30s and wearing a long-sleeve red shirt and beige pants. A few of the comments attached to this article were, The boy was taken to the hospital, bleeding from the neck. Well done for the boy reporting it, and I hope they catch the crazy guy very soon. Clueless reported, Being taller than your average Japanese male, and significantly taller than females, add to that to being a jock and never use an umbrella himself, the ducking and diving that he has to do on rainy days is something to behold. One of these F... I, I don't know why he calls it effeminate contraptions. We'll have my eye out one day. <laughs> calling, calling it an effeminate contraption will have your eye out. It's umbrella. You shoot your know, eye that's out, weird. Dude. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, so umbrella craziness. I don't know. That's so strange. Like, why would you pick your umbrella up to stab someone in the neck? I mean, if they just shoulder bump you, just say, excuse me, and, like, go on your way. There's no need to get a little, like violent with it. I don't know. Unless it's rush hour in New York City. 
Well, Rush Hour Anywhere makes people, like, go cray-cray for some reason. My thing is, this is the second neck-stabbing with an umbrella thing that we've seen in the last couple of months. Why are their umbrellas so sharp? I don't think it's so much as the umbrellas are sharp as much as they might just be, like... You know, like, how you're supposed to give an emergency tracheotomy with, like, a ballpoint pencil? Mm-hmm. Like, they just have enough of a point to cause a perforation. It might not be, like, a clean perforation, but it's just enough to, like, scrape you enough to get, like, an open wound. Well, no, because, I mean, the first one was, like, he actually impaled this guy on the umbrella. This one, you know... He was stabbed in the neck, so obviously there's more than just a scrape. I mean, these people have got to either be surprisingly strong, or these umbrellas have to be pretty damn sharp. They might have to start doing a safety, like, safety regulation on umbrellas. Oh, God. Maybe a background check on those who can wield umbrellas. (laughs) Just put big orange rubber tips on all of them. Oh my god, we'll all look like toddlers running around with umbrellas. <laughs> uh, that, that's I have my safety guard on my umbrella, because my mommy says I'm not allowed to have it without the safety guard. And depending on the convention, you won't be able to get in with the umbrella, even with the tip. <laughs> oh my god. Har, 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 har. You're going to have to get a peace bonded. Have you gone by the prop <laughs> section yet? <laughs> You're going to have to get that umbrella peace bond. Does it have moving parts? Yes, it's an umbrella. You're going to have to get a piece bonded. We're just going to wrap some caution tape around it so it's completely obvious that this is a moving umbrella. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's quite alright. Alright, so our last one. Before you... I always have to say one Hmm. thing. I'm not surprised this happened because there is such thing as mass transit rage. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I completely completely know that and agree with it. Uh, but yeah, our last one is high school student says he stabbed girl to death at her request. Uh, police arrested a senior high school student Tuesday on charges of stabbing an 18-year-old classmate to death on Monday. The male student, also 18, admitted to stabbing his female classmate, uh, Miyuhara, saying he was asked by the girl to kill her, the police said. The police suspect, uh, oh, the police suspect the boy stabbed the girl to death with a knife around 9, uh, 5, 10 p.m. Uh, Monday on a hill in the Ono area of Ise City. The students' friends were unable to contact them and they believed, uh, and they are believed to have been alone at the scene at the time of the incident, according to the police. Friends and family members rushed to the scene after the boy told one of his friends where he was in a text message sent from his mobile phone. But Hara was already dead when they arrived. And the police found a bloodstained knife at the scene. Some of these comments, though. Mm -hmm. There's a guy who's like, perhaps he rejected her. She said, please kill now. And he said, okay. I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) But that's really weird. I don't know. That's strange. And then they did it on a hill. And I don't know how, how, does that sound really plausible to you guys? I don't know. Maybe stress tests or something like that. Hell, I think they even came up with an assisted suicide robot in Japan or something like that. 
So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about an age where they're deeply into their test, trying to get into college. They're both high school seniors. She may not have known what she wanted to do with her life. And, I mean, depending on her family, it could be very, very strict. She might not have even been allowed to go back to school after high school. She might have been told, all right, you're 18, now you're getting married. So, I mean, it could be anything. When you said those robots, though, Adam, I was all I could think of was Futurama, Futurama, Futurama. Shit happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this now. One of the comments um, says 30,000 Japanese people every year uh, commit suicide, a large percentage of which are teenagers. Life in Japan is very tough for young people. If they are not elite, uh, they can be seen as social outcasts and suffer the most degrading, um, uh, most degrading abide from their peers. So, yeah, I mean, I will say this only because I know, like, I had a Japanese friend in college, and she went to college here just to try and get away from everything, but... Uh, when her father passed, she basically said, "You know what? I've got to, you know, I've got to honor this man." So we, she went home, you know, screwed everything that she did for her college, like her college career and everything, and ended up marrying. And now she's a stay-at-home wife. She's not allowed to really talk on Facebook. She's not allowed to really have, you know, any of the friends that she had here because she was from a very strict family. Mm. Aren't they one of the biggest countries for dropouts in school too? Probably. Um, yes, because you don't need I don't think you need a high school diploma to get, you know, jobs there. Whereas here it's, you know, it's very easy to get into colleges, so your high school diploma basically means nothing anymore. There, a lot Even of some places, college diplomas here don't mean anything anymore. Well, that's so. But I mean, there, you're not talking about everybody going to college because you're talking about some people not even going to high school. I mean, that's one of those things, you know. After after middle school, oh, you know, I don't feel like going to high school. I'm just going to get a job because they know once they get married, they're not working anyway. I think I am done for tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, I just saw some this 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 odd thing of food, and it says you ain't from North Carolina unless you've had this. And I I I, I think I'm done for tonight. What is the food? It's a hot dog on a bun with cooked ramen noodles and Fruit Loops on top. And that look- ain't no North Carolina cuisine. I also see on there, um, SpaghettiOs. That ain't no North Carolina cuisine. They must be Doesn't talking about like people anywhere. that are marrying their cousins. I have never heard of that particular delight. I use that word very, very loosely. Sounds just gross. Yeah, I would, I would kind of agree with that. 
I think we're done. <laughs> and look at that. We're done before midnight. That's a very good thing. Yeah, you're telling me. I still have to drop the music in. <laughs> <laughs> I like this song, actually. Well, I'm glad somebody does. Well, given what, two days ago, so... Huh? 3 November 1911. I mean, 3 October November uh, 2011. Yeah. 1911, yeah. Now, do you understand? Yeah. Okay. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend, and so on and so forth. This is how we roll. We're independent bloggers. We do this for the fun of it. Um, unfortunately, Ari had to break out due to work, but he'll be back next week. Um, oh, excuse me. If you have any questions about tonight's show, just drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our official website at AnimeJamSession.com, and we have another cosplay interview coming up uh, later this week from Uni, so definitely you want to check that out. Uh, we also post all of our episodes here, so you might want to check out some older episodes. Now, if you can't access our site for that, you can always check us out on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, uh, TuneIn Radio through Vogue Network, and I'm still working on for uh, Group. So those other sites where you can listen to our show at any time. Um, if you listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, please leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you like. You know, you guys are awesome. We want to hear from you. So we greatly appreciate that. Check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. That's where we post this is where we post all of our convention videos. Um cosplay interviews, uh, voice actor interviews, and so much more. Uh, I believe I'll be uploading uh, a bunch of videos on Friday, since I am not going to uh, Comic-Con. And I have not been in the last three years, so people, please stop asking. <laughs> uh, you're not going to AAC either? Oh, I am going to AAC. Isn't that this weekend, too? Nope, that's next weekend. Oh. Um, definitely check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. God damn it, I said that. I really am tired. Alright, check out our individual YouTube pages. Uh, I'm at youtube.com slash DJ Ronda S. Ari is at Ari22682. Mako Chan is over at Jupe Luna. Ichigo, what's yours? Ichigo Gami. One word or two? It should be one word. Alright, so head over to Ichigo Gami. So check out our YouTube page and see videos that we like and maybe you might find a couple of videos that we do ourselves and upload Twitter twitter.com slash anime jam session follow our Twitter official Twitter account for updates on our website conventions and other cool stuff and things that we may share to pass along for you for good knowledge if you want to follow us on Twitter and talk to us and tweet us and see what's up you can find me at twitter.com slash ggeronmas Ari is at the Ari man Mako Chan's over at Joe Videa, and I believe Ichigo is at Ichigo Gami. That's true. Alright, we got that right. And Facebook, facebook.com slash anime jam session. To everybody that's liked our page, articles, photos, videos, everything, thank you. Thank you so much for liking our stuff. As long as you continue to like what we posted, we're going to bring you more content. That's how we do. 
And if you want to follow us individually on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com slash I am DJ Ron Mas or that DJ Ron Mas guy. Ari is over at Ari Rockefeller. You can find Mako-chan over at Makoto, Mako-chan Kino, and Ichigo Gami again. Again. There we go. Keeping it simple. I like the sound of that. And why is my why is my watch keep going off? Oh, silly updates. Why are people posting updates from Facebook event that passed has passed months ago? What the hell? Um, if you like what we what we do on the Vogue Network, you should definitely check out some of the other uh, geek podcasts on the network. Um. There is a Star Wars Power Coupling podcast, The Geek Card, Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Dodge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Under Sedation Live, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wild, and I do believe Horde House is back. Uh, swing by 9 p.m. Uh, Wednesdays to find out more information about that. And don't forget we are here Tuesdays live starting at 10 p.m. till November 17th. Encore presentations. Thursdays at 2 p.m. Uh, let's go around the room for last words. Last words, Mako-chan. Um, I'm tired. I hear you on that. Last words, Ichigo. I'm just waking up. <laughs> so there's soldiers in your cup? Uh, sure, we'll go with Folgers. I went to bed at at ten this morning, so I just woke up at like seven. So, wow! Yay! <sighs> I'm gonna go ahead and edit this and get it done, and I gotta get ready for work. Cause I have a twelve hour shift ahead of me. So, okay. enjoy your skittles. Taste the rainbow. No, thank you. Watch out. For the Reese's Pieces and the uh, M&M's, though. Uh, it's a gang <sighs> war, I tell you. A gang war. <laughs> if you go, I think you're going to kill Mako-chan with the puns. Aren't you? It's not punny. Uh-huh. Hi, Storm. She's gonna look at you, give you the middle finger, and keep going. It is a kitty. <gasps> so excited! Is she giving you attention? Or she give you the middle finger and walking away. No, she's walking over my lap, and now she's curling up to lay down. Mm. All right, I think it's time for us to get the hell up and out of here. Of course, now that she just sat down. <laughs> hmm. Alright, let's get the hell up on out of here. So uh, I'm Ronma. I'm Mako chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Night Johnny. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Sometimes I just wish Ari could say somebody's not here.
<laughs> Good night, everybody. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs> <laughs>